Hi there, I'm Kitty Kinnan. Have you heard of the restaurant project? Well, it has to do with an aperitif and a couple by the name of Helena Price Hambrick, originally from North Carolina, and her husband, Woody Hambrick, a third-generation winemaker. Together, they make house these delicious aperitifs on their farm in Sonoma County, California. This project and Helena and Woody came to my attention thanks to a friend here in Raleigh, Jim Rothschild. And when I heard one of our most beloved restaurants in Raleigh, Pools Diner, was a beneficiary of this project. Well, I perked up. Here's Helena. Yeah, yeah. So I grew up in New Bern and then I went to NC State. So I moved to Raleigh in 2005 and I lived there till 2009. And after that, I moved to California. The story how you ended up in this business is different than most. You didn't decide, man, I just love to drink. I want to do something with alcohol. In fact, it was quite the opposite, right? My first experiences working with alcohol was in Raleigh, right? I got a job when I was eight at a restaurant that became the club at night and I served drinks to grown-ups, you know, long before I was able to legally drink myself. And I think that actually impacted my work now because I got to watch adults be drunk for years, right? That was my job, just to kind of babysit drunk adults. And it actually made me not want to do what they're doing. It totally impacted my relationship with alcohol and my goal has never been to get wasted you know for me alcohol ended up being this kind of thing that I I drank to network or it was this catalyst for connecting with people in a much more laid-back way and ironically my husband was going through something at the same time I obviously didn't know him at this point but he around the same time was living in Berlin and that's where he discovered aperitif culture which was like a similar revelation of of watching you know everybody in Berlin drinking till you know eight in the morning like drinking all night but they were drinking this lower ABV liquor and they weren't drinking to get wasted they were drinking to have sophisticated conversation and just connect and he was like why don't we have this in America and that actually impacted his tour of making aperitif and then house, the company we own today, is very much a product of me and Woody meeting each other and, you know, the idea coming from that. Helena, how would you describe an aperitif or aperitif? People say it both ways. So aperitifs have so many definitions. You could go down a rabbit hole and different countries in Europe have their own definitions as well. The best way to find it is it's a drink that has been popular in Europe for over 100 years. It's a mainstay of drinking culture, and they are categorized by being lower in alcohol, something that you can sip on all night or or after dinner or during, and you'll feel okay because you're just sipping on it to have the experience of a beautiful, complex drink and enjoy a moment with your friends, and you're not drinking for the high alcohol content. So... For us, we wanted to make a line of aperitifs in America using, you know, Californian local ingredients and just kind of take this tradition that's been a thing in another part of the world for a very long time and bring it to a country that seemed very ready for it. I don't think there's any doubt about how ready we are for these aperitifs. Tell us about the restaurant project, how it began, and how you chose the particular chefs. I believe there's over 13 chefs involved now. Slowly adding more. So the restaurant project came 
I mean, it came from COVID, right? When we started seeing, you know, the pandemic approaching and knowing that, oh my gosh, the economy, you know, is about to tank. Like we were really prepared for the worst, like any other small business would be. And we, what if people just stop buying things? This is, you know, this is bad news for everybody. And then to our surprise, our business started growing fast. And I think that's partly because e-commerce is up. People buying alcohol is up. We're the only company in the liquor space to sell liquor online. So we benefited from that. And at the same time, you know, we were losing sleep over others in our industry that were in huge danger of shutting their doors, the biggest being restaurants. And, you know, I worked in restaurants for a long time, as I said. Woody's been working with restaurants for the last 10 years with his wine and spirits projects. And we knew intimately how much danger restaurants were in. It's really a labor of love. And they're not designed to survive having a month or two of shut doors. So we really started putting our heads together to think, how could we use our resources and our tools to help these restaurants? Like, we have a warehouse. We have a production facility. We have the ability to make products and ship them ourselves. How could we use those skills to help? And that's when the idea for the restaurant project started to form of, what if we asked chefs who we really love if we could make and sell alcohol for them and make a recipe with them and use that as an ability for them to have another revenue stream and create another way for their communities to support them and give them all the profits. And then as far as choosing the restaurants, we went after chefs that we love personally, uh, whose work that we really admire, whose restaurants that we've, you know, that we've visited over the years, and also restaurants that our community loves. And obviously, Ashley was at the top of my list because her work was so impactful on me in the years that I was working at restaurants in Raleigh. And um, in retrospect, she was my first kind of role model as a female entrepreneur. Everybody at Pool's Diner was so appreciative. I talked to Caitlin Golan recently, the wife of Ashley Christensen and a partner in AC Restaurants. You know, we are still sort of pinching ourselves. We feel so lucky to be a part of this project. Before this, we didn't know Helena well, but she spent time in Raleigh years ago before she moved to California and worked in the Raleigh food scene here. And so knew Ashley and knew our restaurant from that time. And when she set out to do this restaurant project through their company house, she thought of us and got in touch with us. And I think it was one of those emails that almost reads too good to be true. We were like, wait, what? You want to, you know, they, she she basically came to us and said, hey, I want to do a collaborative aperitif with you and I want to donate 100% of the profits from this, the sales to you, to the restaurant, to the company. And I mean, I think we got this email the same week that we decided to completely close our restaurant. So it was like, you know, right in the midst of reeling from the closure and from laying off the majority of our team and both Ashley and I were just at that moment feeling incredible amounts of despair and, you know, anxiety about what lied ahead. And to get an email like that was just, it, it came at a really uh, crucial time, I think, and just a reminder uh, that there was reason to have hope and optimism and that the restaurant industry and the larger kind of food and beverage industry is known for being incredibly generous and community driven. And it was an example of that. 
So everybody is pumped and ready to go. You've got Ashley at Poole's Diner. You've got Helena and Woody from House in California. I wondered how the whole process unfolded. So I talked to Helena of House about it. It's a lot like a restaurant, right? Where, you know, the head chef isn't necessarily the one making every single recipe by hand. They're the vision and they give the direction to their team and the team goes and makes it happen. And it's a very similar situation here where... Obviously, we can't hang out with these chefs in person right now because of COVID, but we're able to do it over the phone and video where they gave us their direction, their culinary vision, and then our team can kind of let them know what's possible and what's not. Our team then goes and makes prototypes, mails it to the chef, the chefs give feedback, and then we come up with the final version. So it's, a, it's an amazing collaborative process, despite us not being able to see each other. Caitlin, how did you and Ashley feel about this whole experience? This entire experience has been really humbling. It's also been really creatively fun at a time when, you know, there, there isn't much of that going around. <laughs> right. Um, and Helena and her team are really incredible. And the whole process has been very collaborative. So she and her husband, Woody, and their aperitif maker, he's kind of like a, a chef of these aperitifs. Basically, we discussed with them some of Ashley's favorite flavors in the kitchen. So the pool aperitif has elements of grapefruit, telecherry pepper, which is an ingredient that Ashley really loves to use, thyme and honey, honey being a callback to Beasley's. Ashley's dad was a hobbyist beekeeper when she was growing up. So honey was the only form of sugar in their house when she was a kid. So she has a special spot for honey. And um, together, you know, those four main flavor components create the characteristics of the aperitif. They're great over ice with a little bit of soda on top or just plain over ice. They're great as component in cocktails. So I've been drinking the pool's one that they sent us a sample of, you know, a tester of over ice with like a splash of grapefruit juice and a splash of Prosecco, almost like a spritz. It's similar to like a Aperol or Lillet or any of those kind of styles of liqueurs. It's not as sweet as those. This one is pretty dry, which is nice because you can use it in a bunch of different ways. It's really, I mean, it's just going to make the perfect drink for warm weather, you know, because it's light. It's not too boozy. It's not as strong as like a spirit. So it's kind of somewhere in between a glass of wine and a a cocktail. Caitlin, you know I do a show, Sound Palette, where I have a chef pair a signature dish with a piece of music. And I'm thinking it would be nice if you could pair the pool signature aperitif from House with a piece of music. I know it's a random request. Usually I give someone heads up, but does anything come to mind? Yes, I'm going to say there's a cover of the Neil Young song Harvest Moon by a group called Poolside, actually. I can remember that. And it's a little bit more kind of summery and it's got a good beat to it. It's a little bit, yeah, I just think it, it kind of reminds me of, of this aperitif. If you like want to listen to it on a beautiful day outside, like the happy hour time, you know, refreshing coffee. Okay, I'm impressed. That was an excellent call on the fly, Kate. When I get home, I'm going to have to crank that up and pop one of those open. Okay, one more thought from Helena at House. You know, at the end of the day, people are blinded by all of the choices that they have right now in terms of donating or giving or or helping and you know I think for us like we wanted to combine it with a really good experience for someone to be able to enjoy 
something new and novel and tasty and something that they can enjoy with their family or their partners, but also be making an impact at the same time. Like it just felt, it felt like people can't say no to that. So go get yourself some pools, aperitifs from house. Go to drinkhousehaus.com. And if you're feeling extra generous and extra thirsty, go try some of the other aperitifs. Each one is so unique. And remember, 100% of the proceeds go to the restaurants themselves.